yeah. And then ev- everyone is always talking about we need to find the best position for him, this and that and that. Bruno that just came in, why are we not trying to find the best position for him? If you were the best in your position, you'd be playing where Bruno is. Like, man, you're 27, 28. You're an adult in United right now, man. We shouldn't really be talking about how to fit you in. It's how to fit other people around you. Like, I'm tired because you're wearing, you know, sleeves on your right hand. <laughs> like, get out of here, man. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of What Would Fergie Do? I'm here with my co-host. Mr. Francis. And I go by Oluchimi. And my name is Lanre, and we talk about all things Manchester United. Uh, it's been about two weeks since our last game, the surprising win against Everton, uh, especially with the run that they were on at the time, with the run that we were on at the time. Uh, you know, we thought that that could be the game where the pressure would begin to really mount on Ole and might start tipping the scales as far as, as, far as his job is concerned. Uh, but, you know, he was able to pull out the rabbit from the hat yet again. And he's becoming the manager with nine lives. So I'm going to throw it to you, Francis, and just ask what your thoughts are. Not necessarily about the game, because we know we won the game. It was a typical win where we, in my own opinion, we didn't play too great, but we, we found a way to win. Um, and, you know, this is not the first time that it's happened to Ole. So my question to you is, what do you think about Ole himself and his prospects in the job going forward? Do you think we're going to see him do just enough every time he gets into trouble to get out of the situations? Uh, well, first of all, I'm so glad the international break is, is done and we're, <laughs> we're back and we can, we, we can get back on the pod because this two weeks of not watching EPL has been very I dreadful. know, and with the pan- pandemic, it feels like it's been like almost two months already. Oh my God, I just can't stand this. I'm, I'm glad this is done till, I think the next one is what, February, so we can have like a straight run of games. But no, glad to be back with you guys. Um, but to your question... We won against Everton. I was rooting <laughs> for Everton to win, but um, I, I got I, I, I got I got surprised. I, I was gonna say I, I'm sure our fans can go back to the last board and you know see what our predictions were. So I don't yeah, think I, yeah I think I think I think I predicted for Everton to win three one. Yeah, you know, Fernandez is going penalty. And, and I think so, the only one who got the prediction right, right? Backfired. I, hmm. I think it. No, I, well, I I said two one, but you know, I wish I was a little bit bullish. I said three one, but I two, one two one was very bullish, because, my like dude. that's when I put up. The... <laughs> but that's yeah, when I put up like the. Uh, remember when we talked about Richarlison? Yeah, a game that he hasn't played. Yeah, he's, he's been out. Yeah, so exactly. So that's why I felt like no, it was no. a game for us to win. Jimmy, man, I feel like you should play the lotto. Though. Actually, on fire. <laughs> you've, been getting, you've been getting over. Yeah, I, th- I think like past seven, six, seven game weeks, Jimmy, you've been like the most correct yeah. out of all if of us. Only, so. If only that would have translated to my FBL team. <laughs> Yeesh. Nah, 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 that's different. That's a, that's a bunch of different teams. <laughs> but uh, no, uh, Larry, to your question... Um, it, it, it just goes to show this guy, as you did mention, yeah, he does. He definitely does have nine lives. Although I'm still very confident that December 15th is his due date. And by due date, that's the day he's getting kicked out of Old Trafford. Can um, we put that on the record as, I feel like as, he's as a Francis to... prediction special? 
December 15th, <laughs> a day to look out for. I don't know how many pods we have till then, but let's track that. Yo, we should we should probably do like yeah, a countdown uh, or some shit like that. Like, yeah, I mean, we we can do that though. But you know, with like with COVID and all that, you know, people had different plans this year, and COVID kind of moved it. So we we we, we, can, we can, like for example. Yo, I'm gonna say that disclaimer yeah. sign is way big. No, 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 no. The, the thing with this year is, I I, I love your predict unpredictability of the season. Like people can just go on international break and come back, and uh, they have COVID, so you don't know what's going to happen. Right? <laughs> so yeah, I feel like it's going to be the same with Ole. Although I still hope that December 15 is the day he goes, because the longer we have him there, it just it's just harder to get him out. But in terms of um, the, the the next few games that we have, I actually think they are very winnable. And it doesn't give me enough confidence that Ole is going to, you know, um, get fired. But then, anytime I have confidence in Ole, he surprises me. Yeah. So that's, that's why I think he's going to get fired very soon. That's that's what I was gonna say. I was gonna say like, if he, I feel like every time he has some expectations on his back, that's when things always go wrong with him. Exactly. So so like the past six games, they were extremely tough. And I thought, you know, this this is this is it. This is the, the nail on the coffin. This guy's gone. But then that was when the cats decided to have the nine lives. But in this case, I have very low expectations from him. And I know mine is going to win. Like the next game is against West Brom. I know we're going to I feel like we're going to win it. And I tend to I agree know, with Jimmy on this, this though, because so, only um, the games that he seems to win, and this is why he ends up keeping his job every time he underperforms is because he can pull out a big game against a big team, right? Like, we can win... Well, we didn't beat Arsenal or Chelsea or Tottenham or any of those, but he'll win in, like, Champions League, for example, that PSG game that gives him a little bit of support, the game against RB Leipzig, and then the Everton game. Everton is not necessarily a big team, but they've done well this season. They were on the rise. They had lost their last game, and like Jimmy said, Richarlison wasn't playing, so... On the surface of it, you you would say it's a game that United probably should have won and they did. But then it reinforces this message that Ole is not done. Look at what he's doing. You know, he can still make things happen. Whereas, like, the games against West Brom, when we lose these kind of games, it's where people really start scratching their heads, like, what is going on? So, I'm not I'm not so sure I, I, I share your belief about tomorrow's game, only because I don't think we're yet to win a game at home. Am I wrong about that? I think we have. No, we no. I think we no. We, we... Yeah, we have. We've only tied. We've, We've only tied, tied Chelsea. Yeah, we wow. Won one single game at home. Wow. All our wins so, have come on the road. So no, because Larry, of that, I think, like you said, these games where we are expected to win, because the secret to beating United is not unknown. The problem is with the bigger teams. A lot of times. There's too much confidence. You cannot tell your team to come back and let United play when most mm-hmm. of those big teams probably feel like our team is a better, well-run team than these guys are, right? So they to hold the ball. If you give them the chance, they will hold the ball. Mm-hmm. Versus West Brom, where they're like, you guys have the ball. Don't worry. Oh, we're going to do is counter-attack. That's where I think we, especially in Old Trafford, because we haven't had any kind of string of good results this season, um, you know, not to predict the game. That I just don't. 
I don't know if tomorrow is going to be an easy game for us or a safe bet that we'll, we'll win, is what I'm saying. Yeah, like to touch up on like basically what I think what Lime is trying to say is like now that the expectation is that we have to be West Brom, this is usually when the fuck up starts. <laughs> when you have expectations. Like last year, like our expectation wasn't to be PSG and come back and beat them, but we did that, right? Mm. And that's what Yeah, like, and, and that that that's that's exactly what I'm saying, right? Oh, and I, okay. I said the the past six games, um, because they were very tough, everyone thought at that point this is when Ole is going to get fired because the expectation was we're going to lose. So now that we're playing easier teams, everyone expects United is going to win and Ole is going to surprise us and not win. So it would, you know, lead to him getting fired oh, very soon mean, because really. we're going to lose against smaller teams. December, December yeah, 15th, that's what, right? Countdown. Oh man, it's, it's coming very close, man. <laughs> what, three weeks? We'll see. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll yeah, see what happens. Um, Along with, you know, just how the before the international break went, where we had the game against Everton, there have been a bunch of storylines that have come out during the international break. Uh, first of all, you guys probably know this already, Pogba has not been a starter for us since, you know, the Spurs game, really. He's come on off the bench. Uh, and it's beginning to look like a trend. And then during the international break, he came out making some wild—I should say wild comments because I can see it from his perspective how he would feel the way that he feels. But he came out again, kind of reiterating a lot of the things that he said before last international break. He said, "You know, Madrid is the team that he dreams of playing for." This time, he said that you know when he comes to an, on international duty, it's a different feel. The team is more united. He feels better. He's getting back into form. He feels the love. You know, essentially saying that like with the club side, it's not the same way. So, what do you guys think about where we are with Pogba? There were also some stories. Right, Jimmy, I'll tell this to you. But right before that, there were also some stories this week about Madrid not necessarily willing to follow up on the interest on him and so that dream that he has about playing for Madrid even though Zidane wants him the president doesn't seem to be so keen uh, so Jimmy what do you think about Pogba's prospects from now you know just playing for us this season do you think we will sell him before the end of the season do you think he will be a starter how do you see this playing out in an ideal world like if our club was being run properly. Yes, we'll, we'll try and find a way to get to sell him. But my only thing is that, like, we're going to sell Pogba. Well, what are we going to buy in return? Knowing the way this team is being run, right? So they're going to let's. How much do you think we're going to sell Pogba? For? Oh, forget that. We're never going to sell him for what we paid for him. So sixty-eight. Yeah. So like, is he? So is he going to be worth it from their perspective? I guess from <clears throat> people running stuff, Ed and Co. Like, is it going to be worth them for them to sell him? And you know the way Ed is, he wants the names. Regardless of whatever program I'm saying, um, I I think you can have both. You can talk about your dream and all those things. But my only thing is, as long as you're performing on the pitch, I don't care about that. Maybe it has something to do with the fact that I'm also an NBA fan. And with the stars in the NBA, like they, they flirt all the time, right? They talk mm-hmm. about, I don't want to be here anymore. I don't want to be here. But they still go out and play, right? So it's one of those things where, like, I don't mind him saying all those things. Because my thing is, that it wasn't like he was volunteering those information. I'm sure someone must have asked him a question, right? I haven't read the transcripts, but I'm sure like someone asked him, you know, what he thought about Madrid and stuff like that. And then he answered, like, nothing wrong with that. He was just being honest. My only issue with him is that like he hasn't really performed to the level that we expect. We all expect from him. Like he, he sees himself as a world class player, which he can be on occasion. Well, 
we haven't seen that enough at the club to justify number one the amount of money we paid to him and to justify their what's the word I'm looking for the, amount, the leeway that we give to him also to just you know do whatever he wants to do in the club so that's just where I stand with Pogba like I don't care what he says when he's out, like as long as he performs on the pitch that's all I care about because that's basically what what we bought him for Francis <laughs> for me man for me, it's just wow. like talking like stuff. Wow! <laughs> Are we talking about Scott? Uh, I, 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 I hate to, I, I hate to, I hate to see it. You know, oh um, Pogba is a Pogba is a bench player to me right wow. now. So, okay. Like, wow. To get to the first team, just wow. The lineup that we're we're about to talk about yeah. in a second, um, the lineups are probably going to be very interesting because I wonder how many people will start, you know, a bench man for tomorrow's game. <laughs> <laughs> he, to be honest with you, like I'm, I'm actually I'm done with Pogba though. Like for real? He, uh, he, of course. Like, okay, everyone talks about oh, it's been four years or five years. Wait, when did we get? To Are you sure? Sixteen, seventeen, right? So that's that's four it's years. Longer now. than that, or maybe I, I'm. Yeah, I think so. Okay, yeah, no, four years was Mourinho. No, it's four years. It has to be four years. Yeah, because it came out. I it think was, it was Mourinho's first uh, season. First or second year. Yeah, that's four years. Yeah, because um, because Mourinho yeah, was the okay. for two and a half, and Social yeah. has been there for one and a half. Yeah, and then ev- everyone is always talking about we need to find the best position for him, this and that and that. Bruno that just came in. Why are we not trying to find the best position for him? If you were the best in your position, you'd be playing where Bruno is. Like man, you are 27, 28. You are an adult in United right now, man. We shouldn't really be talking about how to fit you in. It's how to fit other people around you. Like, I'm tired because you're wearing, you know, sleeves on your right hand. <laughs> you can't the now. Like, get out of here. Man. <laughs> you know, like, it's the guy, the guy is annoying. Like, he's playing for France, saying he's happy. And to be honest with you, I, again, I, I didn't watch the interview, I didn't hear what he said. Maybe he must have said it in French and it was retranslated the wrong way. I'm not sure. But then, why is it that when you go to France, you you feel free to speak? Like, say it in England, let them mash you up. Then you go to France, you are talking, this, that, that. And then you go into the game and actually... No, but you know what? Where I, the, the thing that I, you know, I, like, I find with Pogba when he plays for France is that he keeps it very simple, right? He doesn't do a lot of... Because the problem is, and and where I I want I sympathize with Pogba is is this is I feel like the performances that he gives for France, where people will applaud him and laud him and say, you know, he's a World Cup winner, and why doesn't he play for United the way he plays for France? I don't feel like if he plays the same way he plays for France for United, people would praise him, because in France he's not asked to do everything that he can do. He's asked to do very simple things. Exactly. And for United, if he played that type of basic football, I feel like people would still have a problem with him about he's not doing enough. So, on, on one hand, I agree with you, Francis. Where I stand with Pogba is, you know, I, I just feel like it's time for him to move on. You know, at this point, I don't know if he's as good as we think he is. He has all the, you know, when you look at Pogba, you think of all the potential. He has all the 
you know, if you're building a player, he has the skills, he has the technical ability, he has the height, he has the strength, you know, but putting it together just never seems to work. He seems to pick, he doesn't have the decision making in, in when it comes to like leading a team. If it's keeping it simple, in a team like France, you define his role. I think it's easier for him. In United, you know, I don't even know because he said something um, not too long ago about playing in his favorite position again. And to me, at this point, it's like, where is this favorite position exactly? Like, what is this position? People keep talking about Juventus. That was too many years ago now. So on, I think if I'm looking at him for this season in particular, because I hope that he leaves at the end of the season, not because I, again, not because I think he's trash. I just think in this team, he will, this is, this is probably what will always happen. And it's not going to work for either one of us. And maybe if he goes somewhere else, a good, a better team, um, I think he has a better chance of standing out and fulfilling some of his potential versus in our team. No, I, I, I agree with you. And again, it goes back to, you know, the coaching and tactics and a, 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 a renowned coach coming in and being able to play Bruno and Pogba together. Because right now, I think that's the conundrum. That's the that's the question we're trying to answer at United. Um, but then, if Bruno Fernandes, who came in January, is benching you in your favoured position, then you need to go home, sit down and actually ask yourself a question. Because you've been at United for what four years, and a new guy just comes in. And well, I don't think that's fair because Bruno plays as a ten. Pogba has never played as a ten for us, really. Yeah, yeah, but was, not not. It, 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 you can yeah, count the number of games. We, 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 like if I see Pogba starting as a ten, in my mind, I will. It will always strike out to me as oh, that's a little bit odd. Mm-hmm. I don't think of it as his position. So are you? Are you saying that the the the, the fault should be on on Ole not being able? I, to I, what I'm saying Bruno is, I don't know if Pogba together. sees himself as a ten, because if Pogba saw himself as a ten, then I don't feel we even buy Bruno Fernandez, right? Like, mm-hmm. and he's never like that's what I'm saying. I don't think we've played Mata in that position. We played Jesse Lingard. Like everybody we had before we got Bruno Fernandez. Nobody could argue would be better in that position than Pogba. So for me, I always thought the reason why he played in midfield was because he wanted to play midfield. I always thought he would be a better number 10 because it gives him a little less responsibilities coming back. You know, it gives him a little more freedom to do what he wants and he's less of a liability for us. So I always wondered why he didn't play 10. And I thought he made that decision, especially when Oli took over. I thought he was the one making the decision to say, you know what, I'm just going to play in a in in midfield, either in a two or in a three. But I might be wrong about that. So, so wait, well then I'm I'm trying to actually understand who are you at this point. I don't know who to put the blame on. But what I'm saying is with Pogba, maybe he's as good as we think he is. Maybe he's not. We will not find out in United. Is what I'm saying, right? Like. Maybe he'll go somewhere else and he will reach whatever he believes his potential is. Maybe there are things that he can show that we haven't seen because of the coaches that he's had. But what I'm saying is, 
in United just because of the history that he's had and the way that he's very polarizing, you know, in the club with the fans mm-hmm. and everything. I do not think even if we change managers, we would get the best of Pogba ever at United. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, that, that part I kind of disagree. Uh, a little bit of this is coming from a one-sided bias where I'm kind of angry at the guy because he talks a lot of bullshit and he doesn't <laughs> he doesn't really, you know, he, 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 he doesn't practice what he preaches. Like, yeah. when he comes to United, he plays rubbish at the same time. But if we had a, a tactically advanced coach, I'm not, yeah, let's not even call names now, but if we did have someone like that, I think you should be able to fit... Pogba and Bruno Fernandes in the same team. And it would probably be the same formation we used to play when um, Mourinho was the coach of United. Having a very solid DM, then you have Pogba on the left attacking midfield and Bruno Fernandes on the right attacking midfield. Because Bruno Fernandes actually plays on the yeah. right attacking midfield for Portugal. Right? So if you have, yeah. if you can fit those three key players in the midfield, I feel like that team is going to blow. But again, you know, it's like asking a fish to climb. And, and I think whoever this coach is, hard, this coach needs to get Pogba to buy in all the way, right? Like if you look at the difference between Pogba and France, Pogba has so much trust in Didier Deschamps and he respects him. You know, he knows that if he steps out of line, he's going to be benched and nobody's going to make noise the same way that we make noise at United because... There are, there, are, there are options that are like, you know, chomping at the bit to get starting places for France. Anyway, let's move on to the next topic. So, you know, um, in Oli's pre-match press conference for this game coming up against West Brom, he talked about a few people who might not play this game, you know, for whatever reasons. He talked about Rashford picking up um, a little bit of an injury with England. He trained. We'll see if he's able to make the the game tomorrow. Maguire as well, Lindelof, you know, and and then he also talks about some people coming back from injury. So Axel Twanzebi, uh, Rojo, and Bayi are in training, but not might not be you know up to fitness yet. We'll see. We'll see when the lineup comes out tomorrow. Uh, but one interesting person he talked about was Greenwood, and he said that Greenwood had not recovered from an illness. And I know you guys can't see me. I'm putting illness in quotes. Uh, you know, but, but the Greenwood, <laughs> there have like numerous stories. You know, we had the incident when he went on international <laughs> duty with England where he was like sucking a balloon or some something like that. Um, and then after that, we had like reports that the club were going to punish him. Only came out to say fake news. And, you know, and then now we have this report as well. So it feels like there's been one thing after another as far as Greenwood is concerned. Are you guys, Francis, I'll come to you. Are you are you concerned about Greenwood in any way as far as, you know, him as a player for this season, but him as a person and player in general? Yeah, somewhat. I just think uh, in Greenwood's lifetime, he has probably never been turned down by... Wow, where did that come from? That was like left field. What does that mean? I was going to say, yeah. No, no, no. And and because this happened when he was out in England, right? And a girl, like he was inviting girls to the hotel Mm -hmm. and they posted him on Snap and that's how it all went from there, right? So with them turning him down and now... It's just uh, the, the, like a, a ripple effect that has just affected him throughout. 
But plus, I heard he's he he lost his friend most recently, and when he scored against, um, I can't remember the team we played. You could see it from his facial expression that this guy was either going through something personal or like his mind was just not there. I could tell from his face though, but again, I don't really know. Um, in, in terms of his game time. I personally don't think he's injured. Number one, Greenwood has not really played that much games to actually have an injury. So I, I think they're just making that. Phil thing. Jones is calling I, your I number. Really Francis, Phil Jones is calling your number. And no, no, no. <laughs> I know. No, with, with, Phil, with Phil Jones, though, <laughs> you can tell that he's injury prone because ever since he joined United, it was always the story. True. Everyone knew Phil Jones had potential. We're always looking forward to Phil Jones. With Greenwood, this is the first time this is happening. Even when he was in the academy, there was no injury talk or whatnot, right? The media is really picking this guy out. And I'm, I was hoping United would come out and support him a lot more than they are supporting him now. Um, I, I don't know why they're not singling out Phil Foden because they're exactly in the same boat Phil Foden was called up for England. And I found that interesting too. Um, I don't know why. I found that interesting too. Because when they got in trouble, both of them got in trouble. Exactly. So both of them got in trouble. Every, like the punishment or penance or whatnot should flow across both of them. So I don't know why this guy is getting, I don't want to use the word professional treatment now, but it seems like Foden is, you know, his life, he has moved on. Everything is back to normal. He's playing, he's scoring goals, he's doing this. But then Greenwood has an, you know, a, a ripple effect from whatnot. And the media is on him for, for this. So I, I think the club is trying to do their best to cover up for what's going on by saying he has an injury here, he has this and that. But there's a lot more to it. It's the media, the pressure. Maybe I, I heard some attitude problem maybe coming to training late he has not been sleeping well maybe staying up all night so uh, i hope it's not a rather morrison case but um he needs to just yeah the the, the being tired is like coming late and all that i that i'm pretty sure all he said was fake news i think uh what's his name too came out greenwood himself came out and said that was fake news uh, i just find that like i agree with you there have been too many news stories surrounding him and for somebody who's so young extremely talented like you know i i i I struggle to think of who has shown this type of talent this early as a striker for england in a long time uh jimmy what do you think about you know greenwood and what's happening with him and the way he's been covered I think uh, one thing we like to lose, like we all, and I guess I'm guilty of that myself, lose track of is the fact that we forget these guys are kids. Like he's 19. Like God only knows what like our maturity, or I, I, I can only speak for myself, what my maturity was like when I was that age, 18, 19. Like, yeah. Like if I had that kind of money, that kind of fame, mm. like how, what would, what would I do at that age, right? I would have probably been reckless. Mm. So some of these things, I think we need to, number one, like take a step back and think, okay, he's a 19-year-old kid. Yes, he went out during COVID. Who wouldn't go out at that age? Because you feel like you're invincible at that age. Mm. But at the same time, it's, it's, you can't just, it's, they're both sides because he, yes, he's 19, but he's also a professional. He's getting paid like a professional. He signed a contract like a professional. So there are two sides to this too. Like, 
some of the mistakes I think is just down to just the fact that he's just 19 he's just young and I do agree. one thing I would say is that like I have a despise for English media and the way they like to just hunt one of their own like it's just crazy the way they, all these stories are coming now I'm like yo this kid is 19 you guys are just reporting on him like he's some grown ass man you know like <laughs> like why do I need to know like you know um, like he went to a party I don't need to know that but when it starts affecting your your professional side is when I guess we start like having concerns. Yes, like it seems out of the ordinary that he has gotten injured that many times in the past span of like two or three months, right? Which, like Francis said, I think there's something more to that than what we're seeing. I think it's just um, United try to cover him up. Which when we go to our predictions, I guess it's because my I was thinking it was going to start, but now that we've had this conversation, I think yeah. It's and and to, oh, sorry, continue against uh, West Brom. Well, I think the one. I was going to say one thing I just want to just, I can't stress yeah. that, like, we should just keep in mind that this guy is just 19 years old. Like, and I know Rashford is doing his thing, but Rashford is, you know, even Rashford has some, <laughs> if you asked Francis a couple of months ago, he was immature, it was this, yeah. But uh, I think yeah, we this, saw this, this as well with, with the way that Rashford was over, yeah, even yeah, in this sure. international break, he also suffered from some of this because there were some articles that came out about how many houses he has, how he make. Yeah, two million dollars. And bear in mind, this is yeah. somebody yeah, that yeah, has been that doing that, anything? you know, the, the program to like yeah, feed kids and has been trying to keep going. And he announced, I think, over the international break that he's writing a book, you know, he wants to get the, the, the books out to kids so that they can start reading yeah. early and so they can expand their minds. Like, very noble stuff, you know, and, and all they're writing in some of these newspapers is how much he's spending on houses. You know, so the coverage sometimes you wonder, especially like you said, when it's one of theirs, you wonder why they. Um... Yeah, yeah, that, that part I don't get it. Like they always seem to like be hungry to like bring them down. Like I don't get it. Like this are this is people are supposed to be proud of. Like they're from your country. Like they're you know. Yeah, they've made something of themselves. I don't know if there's a method to the madness, though. But they they they, <laughs> they, they did this. They did this with with Sterling as well. Um, the, yeah, I, like, I, I don't know if they're they're targeting like specific people, but when it comes to the other side of the coin, they're like, oh, you know, this guy is very gracious about this. He did this for his mom. I am so proud of him. But then when the other guy or the other face of the coin is is doing the same thing, you're like, oh, is, is where is he getting his money from? Is he stealing the money from the academy? Like they just come up with really stupid <laughs> stories, and it's, it's just like, what what are you guys doing, man? Leave leave Greenwood. In. And to be honest with you, I'm going to put a little bit of blame on Gareth Southgate. Like, why are you not picking? Why are you not picking Greenwood? Now, so the, the the argument that he might be able to make. So what Southgate especially, said in his defense, especially the first international break after this incident, he said that he spoke to Ole and Ole told him not to pick Greenwood. Yeah, Ole said it feels his best. Yeah, yes, it feels so his best for I Greenwood suspect, to be and the then club, even since then. Again, to play devil's advocate for Southgate, since then, Greenwood has barely played for us. You know, so Foden at least kept playing for City. Even if he wasn't starting, he's been more of a regular starter and has been able to put in performances. You know, Greenwood in general has been one of our most consistent players, which is crazy to say for somebody that is 19. Uh, but he, you know, you barely ever leave a game and say Greenwood played terribly today. He always looks for a way to make an impact, you know. So, anyway, let's segue into the next topic, which is, you know, our starting lineups for tomorrow. 
how we see the game playing out and our predictions. So let's start with the starting lineup. Jimmy, I'll, I'll let you go first as far as what you think the starting lineup for tomorrow's game is going to be. So, like, I um, I didn't watch much of the presser um, Ole gave, but, like, there was something that I saw that caught my hair away. He talked about how West Brom, I think they've only, like, lost one of the five, <laughs> of the last five games they played at United. I think that's what, I think that's how he said it. I can't remember. Oh, my God. Excuses. I haven't looked up the stats to see Excuses. But that's, see, that's where I'm going. So, I feel like he's going to play a little bit more defensive like he did versus Everton because he played two old midfields. More I defensive, you said. Four, two, three, one. Yeah, yeah, if I'm correct. Yeah, yeah. like I think he's going to go with the two holding midfielders like he did in Everton, just because the fact that he actually mentioned that, like, like what does that have to do with anything? Talking about West Brom hasn't won the last uh, one. They've they have, they've only lost one of the last five games. Like I feel mm-hmm. like, like like Francis said, he's already building the excuse already. Yeah, this this reminds <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah, we aspire to time. be as big as Liverpool or who was it? <laughs> Man City. So like I said, wow. At Man City, yeah, you know, we're, we're, we're going to imagine, we're going to imagine, make it difficult for them in your own home. Imagine going to a press conference and saying that, like, even if you haven't won a game this season, like, you should like, oh, West Brom hasn't won, they haven't lost, uh, they haven't lost four of the last five games they've played. Anyways, like you said, so I, I, I see four two, four three two one, I guess, yeah, four three two one, three midfielders. So that's why I see oh. what we're going to play. But who are you? Who, who's who's yeah? Who's coming on? Who's coming on for you? So it'd be it, um, Spider Man. Yeah, he said he has yeah. a back issue. The There's a chance right? he plays, but uh, he has this. Um... You know one thing I just realized. I never ever. Met I've noticed that you guys don't really <laughs> call the air party sometimes. Do you don't. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. Like, I've never called Dagir's name because I just assume he's going to be the starter, right? Because that never really changes except for playing club, uh, cup games. That's a fair assumption. But anyway, so, Dagia, uh, Spider, I will go with um, Axel. If Axel uh, is okay, right? <laughs> Who knows? That's Larry. <laughs> 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 Anyways, <laughs> for those of you who get that, you get it. Axel, uh, Maguire, Telles. I'll go with uh, Fred. I'll go with uh, Van der Beek, Bruno. And. Yeah, Rashford. Apparently, Rashford trained today. But he's nursing a little bit of an injury, so I'm not 100% sure. Uh, I'm also not sure about Cavani, not because he's injured, but because. I guess if Tellers is available, then Cavani should also be available. Yeah, because Cavani would be my Marshall is also um, put, uh, eligible for I don't this want him game. To put, uh, James there, though. He's injured. So maybe no, Marshall can go yeah. and play Rashford um, on, the, on the left wing. He, he hasn't played that in a long now. time. Daniel James uh, scored a worldie. I'm, I'm trying to win this game. <laughs> oh my god. Like I mean, <laughs> Yo, man, that guy's right foot will surprise you, bro. <laughs> yeah. Man, that guy just kills us from anywhere. Trash. Well, okay. Anyways, I'll just go. I'll go Mata, Cavani, and um, Marshall. So, oh, so you're playing 4 3 3. Van der yeah. Beek and Bruno. And your midfield is what? Fred, 
Van Fred, and Bruno yes. Fernandes. Okay, Francis, Bruno, before yeah, okay. you go, I just want to okay. ask anybody yeah. who is listening to this, if you are a United fan and you are only in, please find us on Instagram. We are looking for anybody or for people who are only in fans that we can invite to the pod. Let's, you know, get some other people on who can potentially make a, I wouldn't say reasonable because I don't think anybody can make a reasonable argument for Ole. But who can make an argument of some sort, you know, for Ole, you know, for keeping Ole in the job. Okay, Francis, sorry. We just exactly. want, we want someone to counter the December 15th deadline. <laughs> don't 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 be don't be don't be your sad. emotions don't are valid. Your, your arguments are valid. Uh, no, back to my lineup while we wait for the person who who was only support. <laughs> uh, in goal is Henderson. Eh? Um, wow, I thought I thought like Henderson was your guy. guy Sorry, you know what, carry on. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, that was I, funny. Like I just, I knew Larry was going to. No, but the, but, but but if you if you go back to previous pods and actually listen to it, I did mention if the no hair shit. is doing, good, <laughs> if the hair is doing good, well, if Pogba is doing good. I'm happy with him starting ahead of Scott McTominay. No. <laughs> Sorry, continue. <laughs> so, um, my lineup will be uh, Wan Bissaka. Lindelof is going to play. They talked about this guy's back so much, like you feel like his back is actually broken, but he's going to play tomorrow. Um, you think so? That's that's face. He's such a dumb guy. Um, <laughs> Yo, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You, you can, you know, you can actually feel the, the, the taste like Francis has for social. The way he said it, <laughs> like, like, I like the guy like is I so felt... bland. It's like chicken without salt. Like it's so <laughs> you know, man. you know why you yeah, don't what I read. That's uh... what I just read. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, you know, you talk about this, talk about this, and then you think your your opposing coaches. Is worried <laughs> like, oh, what does this guy have on that scenes? What a useless guy. Anyways, oh, Lindelof is starting tomorrow. Oh. Uh, Maguire and then oh. Telus is going to play because obviously oh. Shaw is injured. In midfield, it'll be McTominay and Fred and Bruno Fernandez. And up front, it'll be Marshall. Rashford is going to play. I think he this whole break from England has helped him recover a bit from his shoulder and uh what's his face greenwood is actually going to i think he's going to start uh cavani is still is still you know getting up to speed with the english game he scored a very good goal um against everton i also scored a very good goal when uruguay played in the international break but got a red card against brazil um for sure i don't know what was going on with him it was just tackling people anyhow but yeah, he got a red card there. So I think you know they they put him on the bench to get some perspective um, on on the game. Um, and yeah, regular corporate. Peg Pogba is going to be on the bench. I hope he can come in and do something. <laughs> so possible. I'll give my own lineup <laughs> prediction. Um, <laughs> I don't know why. You, why are you guys laughing? Ole, Ole is training Pogba oh, not, at the oh, one skill that he possessed when he was the United player. <laughs> 
coming off the bench. Yeah, super sub, you know. <laughs> it's super sub. <laughs> and only only under is that 99 game. Let me give you guys my lineup. Uh in goal, I'm going to start Henderson. What? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> ah, the hair, take your place. The hair is going to start for me in goal. I wish to go with Wabasaka. <laughs> yeah, guys, uh, I, I feel like as soon as you said that, and as soon as stood up, I wanted to pick his gloves up. And then that um, I'm going to go with the hair. I'm going to go with Wambasaka. Um, I agree with Francis, even though they've been talking about Lindelof, I don't feel like I buy it all the way. I want to go with Axel because that's my guy, but I think Lindelof is going to start. Maguire, uh, Tellers. Fred McTominay, we know he's going to go with his, you know, defensive warriors. And then Bruno Fernandez. In attack is where I think there might be a little bit of an issue, but I think ultimately he will go with Marshall and, um, oh, actually three. So Marshall. Wow, that's number nine. Wow. I don't think Rashford is going to play. I don't think Greenwood is going to play. So I'm going to go with Marshall, Mata, and Dan James. Yeah. And because I'm here, I will start with my predictions. Ooh. As you can imagine, <laughs> based on the lineup I called, I don't expect too much. Um, I feel like I always pick a draw. I'm not sure, <laughs> but I need to go listen to my other predictions. I'm going to go with a 1-0 loss. I think West Brom is going to come, and they're going to defend, counter-attack, I feel like West Brom actually plays a little bit. Like, I don't think they are the West Brom that you think of. Even, like, I've caught maybe one of their games. I think, oh, the game against Chelsea. That's why I'm thinking this way. So. They've wow. caught goals. That's the highest okay. APL this season. I was going to say, yeah, like, yeah, so, the Chelsea, the one know. game you watched, actually, you know what's funny? The one, the one no, game but they considered three. It was 3 0 <laughs> at halftime. You were leading. <laughs> or like three. Yeah, they gave Chelsea, that's what I'm saying. Oh, that's and, against they, Chelsea. and Chelsea came back in the second half. So, wow, that's mm. new information that could change the outcome of this game. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to go with an improbable 2 2 for United oh. tomorrow. Why not? Uh, Francis, what do you think it's quite good to be? <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I think United would win this oh. one. Maybe just uh, I'm predicting it to two nil. Um, Bruno Fernandez goal and an assist, and then Marshall would open his account. So uh, apparently, this guy has had what two shots on. Zero shots on target this season. What? That? Zero? Marshall. He has a score for the Premier League. Tony, Tony. Yeah. I'm not sure. I know he scored. Uh, yeah, I know he scored in the Champions League. He scored in the Champions League. Yes, he scored in the Premier League. Yes. Wow, zero shots on target. Wow, okay. Yeah. Marshall wow. is going to start for sure, though. Yeah, man. Man's LeBlanc. Yeah. And West Brom could no, be yeah, the I think it's game that he gets one of those his solo goals, you know? No. So, Yeah, that's uh, no, that's exactly what I feel. Uh, that's why I'm predicting 2-0 Bruno Fernandez and, and uh, uh Jimmy, what do you think the scoreline is going to be? It'll be 
Yeah, I think um, something similar to Francis because I think uh, we might keep our first. Yeah, against Chelsea was nil nil. We've kept one though. What, did we have any yeah, draw? The Chelsea yeah, game, did we? against Chelsea was it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that ruins my argument. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I'll go two zero two, and I'll go. Uh, yeah, I'll go another Cavani goal, and I'll go. Um, oh. But I'll give um, Bruno one. Okay, two. so I think. Mm. What so, the, way, the way Bruno has been scoring, like no, right. Larry. When you meant you, you predicted two. two um, for us, wow, that's a tough one. Uh, I, I think Bruno Fernandez, you know, scores another goal, probably <laughs> penalty. I saw a stat that said something along the lines of, um, "We haven't won a game that Bruno Fernandez didn't score a penalty in." in X amount of time or something like that before the Everton game or something like that That anyway so I think Bruno is going to score a penalty and I would go with Keller's getting his first United goal as well what? okay those are my predictions um thank you guys for listening as always once again please follow us on Twitter what would Fergie do also follow us on Instagram, uh, what would Fergie do as well? Um, and then again, if there are any United fans out there who like Ole or you know who are Ole in, please send us a message so we can invite you on the pod uh, for future episodes. Any final words from you guys? Nah, nah, man. Glad, glad to be back, and I'm looking forward to you know freaking international breaks for the next two, three months, and. Um, Nah, you guys, the fans, just keep listening, man. We're back. We're back. We're back. Back dropping back to We'll keep you guys up. And then we'll be shooting another pod early next week <laughs> uh, where we review the results from the weekend game. So, until then... But one, one, can oh, I yeah, say something, though? Let, that, that December 15th day, don't don't chase the date. Let the date come. <laughs> you know, we... Uh, <laughs> We've we've talked about the date so many times. Just just let it go. December fifteenth. You you guys will see it. Are you are you serious, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys for listening to the pod. All my all, all my all my all my homies want to see me. <laughs> Till next time. What will Fergie do? Oh. <laughs>